Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is the first live show of 2014. Thank you guys all for being here tonight, man. I'm excited. I have a lot to talk about, but more importantly, I have a lot to be thankful for. You know, I appreciate all you guys for sticking with us since day one. Guys, understand, this is our eighth year on the air here. All right? Eight years. It's funny, you know, time really does fly. But, um, yeah, this is what we've been doing. And um, if you've, you know, watched us evolve over the years, you know, it's just a blessing how we've come from a place of uh, realness, always been a place of realness, but uh, secular realness, you know, and you've watched us transition from having, you know, all types of celebrity guests and authors and actors and entertainers and things like that uh, to just being a show that more so focuses on, changing the lives of others, enriching the lives of others, trying to make the black community and the world a uh, you know a, a better place. So I'm excited about what 2014 has for us. We're here to um, really just continue doing what we've been doing and, and just really, if even possible, take it to a new level of, uh, of realness. Many of you guys have seen us, uh, you know, I've always been here, obviously, but you've heard many different, uh, I shouldn't say many, but uh, quite, you know, a few different co-hosts over the years some excellent, some, uh, you know, uh, but I think that, uh, you know, not I think, I know that we have the perfect combination right now, myself, Courtney, and uh, and you guys. So I thank you guys for uh, for being here tonight, and um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Courtney, what's going on with you? You good? Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm doing well. I'm trying to stay warm in this weather, but um, yeah, everything is good. What's going on up there in, in Chicago? What's, what's it doing outside? It's snowing, and tomorrow it's supposed to be neg- in a negative, negative 11 or something like that. Oh, man. I know you got that uh, <laughs> that snow bunny all, all, all ready for you. You know what I mean? You got that, you know, the little oh, – no, let me just leave that alone. That's that's for Project 2013. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave that oh, alone. Oh, you're <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm a, 2014, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to ease up on you. I'm going to find a new scapegoat of my, you know, of my my jokes. Uh, but no, guys, seriously, all jokes aside, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, tonight's show and the, and the every show leading up to, huge announcement leading up to this summer and the release of my new book, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. I haven't been this excited about it. You know, I've been talking about it from time to time, but I'm super excited about it just because I'm putting the finishing touches on it, and really I'm seeing how life-changing it's going to be, how crazy it's going to be, how inspirational it's going to be. And just if I, I mentioned it the other night on the show, but just to give you guys a quick introduction, there's never been anything like this before. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing out there like this, and pretty much what it is. And the reason for that being is because everyone has an agenda. You know, whether it's, you know, I mean, just everyone has an agenda. This, 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 you guys know, my advice, me, this show, everything I do comes from a biblical perspective, and this book is going to be no different. You know me for the realness. You know me for the great advice, life-changing advice. So you're going to get that specifically, 365 days of advice on everything specifically dedicated to helping you guys win the heart of that special man, that godly man, that that man that God has set aside specifically for you. But not only is it my advice, we're going to incorporate, I shouldn't say we, but I'm going I have incorporated the uh the, the you know, the advice and the the tutelage of none other than God himself from the Bible. So literally you're going to get all types of crazy advice from myself 
life-changing advice, and the corresponding scriptures from all throughout the Bible that pertain directly to how to win the heart of an elite man in, uh, in th 365 days or less. So there's no need for debate. There's no need for everything in there is literally backed up by sometimes one and as many as up to four or five different scriptures that specifically pertain to exactly what I'm saying. There's never been a book like that. This book will change your life. It will change the, the world, in fact, and I couldn't be more excited about it throughout the course of the year. Leading up to this summer, I'm going to be posting little excerpts from it. I posted one uh, on yesterday, so definitely check it out. Courtney, are you as excited as I am? Yes, I'm excited. I've been excited for a while. I've been waiting on this, so yes. Absolutely. So look out for it. You know, I'll definitely keep you posting on that. Let's get into it, guys. Like I said, you know, it's funny. We we might mess around and, and come back live tomorrow night as well just because um, I just wanted to get that first show out the way because there's several specific topics that I really want to uh, dive into going into 2014, just to give you a quick sneak peek. want to do a, um, a re not a rebroadcast, but a, uh, a revisit of our classic show from about two or three years ago, me and Gerald did, Courtney and I have not done it, entitled The Goodbye Game, How to Avoid Playing the Goodbye Game in 2014. We did one probably, like, I want to say like 2011, where we dissected the lyrics of Chrisette Michelle's all-time classic songs, one of my favorite songs, Goodbye game And you know It's something that So many women can relate to uh, As far as Leaving But then coming back And then saying goodbye again Then coming back And playing that whole game Throughout the course of the year Those days are over We're not playing The goodbye game anymore We're going to tell you guys Exactly how to leave A bad relationship A bad marriage A bad situation You know what I mean Because everything That you're, everybody you're dealing with ain't, ain't necessarily a relationship But that doesn't mean You don't need to say goodbye To it in 2014 So look out for that show We're still going to do Our classic uh, classic show In the making Future classic show uh, 12 year, On 12 Years a Slave uh, being a black man in white America, which you know I'm really passionate about. Definitely got that show coming up. Um, relationship recycling, sex games. We still want to do our reality show uh, special. We want to do our show on addiction. We're going to do a classic show on depression. There's so many different topics that have been unexplored over these eight years that I'm thinking, wow, we've talked about everything. We have not talked about everything. I mean, we've touched on some things. We haven't done entire shows on everything. So there's so many shows, um, Courtney. I mean, just just those shows that I I mean, that's that's just a couple shows. Imagine, you know what I mean? Like shows we haven't even thought of yet. Are you? I mean, any thoughts on what we got going on for 2014? I'm sitting here smiling. It's like I can't wait. I'm so excited, so excited. I love the lineup. It's great. Right, and that's why tonight, like tonight, I wanted because you know I'm be real. With, you know, we don't always get a chance to do you know advice Mondays, and so tonight I really just want to take one of those shows and just get everything out. Stuff has kind of been building up over since the new year. Um, you know, over the course of the you know the holiday season that we haven't really got a chance to discuss a lot of things going on in the media right now that need to be talked about. So you know, when we do those those specialized topics, we really don't get a, a, a chance to address a lot of um, these other issues. One of the the, the number, and I, we can jump right on into it. And uh, as I always say, whenever we're live, you guys are welcome to call in with any questions, any topics or feedback, or a lot of interesting debates, a lot of discussions on my Facebook page in the Friends of the Day Don Talbert Show group. I want to invite you guys in 2014. We want to take the group to a whole nother level. It's cool, close to 4,000 people in there. I want to take us over 10,000 people in 2014, so you guys are going to be a big part of that. I would just ask you all, to anyone listening, just add yourselves. Or, and if you know people on your friends list or wherever where you 
think might enjoy, you know, being a part of the group and the, the whole movement, definitely feel free to add them. And um, don't worry about if they're psychos or not. Any psychos will be removed, you know, without a problem. So just add them, add them, add away, and, uh, you know, we'll let uh, God sort them out, who needs to remain and who doesn't. Um, so that's that. Uh, what else? But one of the top, uh, I guess, stories in the in the media over the, uh, you know, the uh, holiday season was the whole Dwayne Wade situation with uh, Gabrielle Union, which we haven't gotten a chance got a chance to talk about uh, thus far. And you know, man, and the only reason I'm talking about it is, you know, just because you guys specifically have asked me to. And just understand that, guys. I don't. I mean, there's some things that I'm passionate about, but this was not one of them. So. Um, you know, this is advice money, so we're really going to focus on a lot of things that you guys have specifically asked me to touch on. Like, hey, Daydon, what do you think about this? Can you touch on this? Should she have stayed? Should she not? Let me say this. My opinion on um, on, on Dwayne Wade, and, you know, if you guys aren't familiar, he is engaged to Gabrielle Union, and they've been together for quite some time. Evidently, they uh, split up and, you know, as they say, took a break you know, and then uh, you know he got someone pregnant, and uh, this is all confirmed. Like he's he's released a statement, he's you know admitted it, and she's decided to forgive him. I mean, it's like so. I mean, that's that. You know, like it's really nothing for me to say. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I don't I'm, I don't like to be judgmental. Like I don't want to judge them. Like for me, I, you know, anything you hear me talk about is something that I feel like I can use to help someone or or empower someone or teach, you know, th- to me this isn't really a teachable moment. You know what I mean? What happens with them remains to be seen. How that will turn out, that's in God's hands. That's their business. I mean, if she chose to forgive him, I can't I'm not going to say she's stupid for doing that. I'm not going to say she shouldn't have forgiven him. The Bible does speak about forgiveness. Now, what I can say, okay, is to you guys, you know, hey, you know, what do you want? What is the type of lifestyle that you would like to live? You know, if you look at situations like that, would you like to be a stepmom to a child that was conceived while you were with him? Do you want to stay with a cheater? You know, it, it, you know, is living the type of life where you're not really able to trust your mate really what you aspire to do? Is that what the Bible would consider the desires of your heart? Question is no. Then I would say to you, look at that situation and aspire to have better. You know, aspire for greatness. You know what I mean? Like, don't now, am I going to say that I like I can't say anything about it. I don't know what they're going on. If she's happy, hey, you know, more power to her. You know, would I advise my daughter to 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 have that type of relationship, to stay in that type of relationship? Would I advise anyone that I privately counsel to stay with a man who conceived a child within the context of their, you know, relationship? Like absolutely not. You know what I mean? So you know, if Courtney was dealing with a guy and that happened, I'd be like, yo, you probably want to leave, you know. But as far as um, them, I mean, I wish them the best. Uh, what I can say, though, is, and what I, what I will say about it is I don't know too much about Gabrielle Union. I, I've heard that she has uh, gone through some abuse in her past and different things like that. Um, you know, it appears, I don't know her, I, I don't really, she's not one of those people who I've really taken the time to do a lot of research on, you know, based on what's presented in the media. I really don't care to, like, really care less about her. Uh, but, 
because she's not, as I would say, you know, one of those figures that for me would be a great teaching tool to you guys, that she's just not one of them. Like, you know, Beyonce and Rihanna and people like Kim Kardashian, even like some of these reality people are, for me, better examples to help change lives and save lives. So, but from what I've seen, you know, she is, she does uh, bring some emotional and uh, unavailability unavailability to the table um uh, evidently you know she is uh struggling with some uh, self-esteem issues um as i think anyone who stays in that type of situation would be but um as far as their relationship you know i can't say too much about it i really don't care too much about it i wish them the best courtney any you know any thoughts from your perspective it's funny we're talking about it because i'm like you i didn't really get too much into it, I think a lot of people were just like, "Oh my gosh, how could that happen? How could he do that?" And you know, it, what I will say is, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you know he is cheating like on her currently. I don't know what's going on. But what I can say is, whatever is going on, it's not anything that she doesn't already know. Like it's not. I don't think that you know it will be a surprise to her. So what I'm saying is. She's grown, and so whatever she wants to do from this point on, I mean, that's on her because it's not like she does not know, um, you know, how he feels about her. Right, and and I think I watched a um, <clears throat> you know a um a, a story about it, and they were talking. It might have been on TMZ or something. They went back. They like stalked her 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 Twitter and all that stuff, and we're going back to the time when the baby was was conceived. And you look at his age now, you know, and you backtrack to like what was going on on her Twitter feed around that time. And there was a lot of um, you know, you could tell that they were going through something, like they broke up, and she was talking about leaving, and then and then she forgave him. And it's just like, I, let me tell you all this about that. And that's, this is really all I want to say about it. Generally speaking, ladies. In fact, matter of fact, and I don't correct me if I'm wrong, because I really haven't followed them too much. But they've been dealing with each other for quite some time before they got engaged, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's why I didn't You care know where about I'm it. going with this. Right. You know exactly where I'm going with this and you guys out there uh do too. Anyone who's ever who's been who's familiar with this show and anyone who has listened to me on a regular basis and certainly through private counseling, you guys know that the number one sign that a man is cheating on you, understand this. The number one sign is a significant and elongated time period with no commitment. And when I say commitment, I mean marriage and the the immediate steps leading up to marriage. I mean a ring. I mean, you know, actual wedding plans and then an actual marriage. If you are dealing with a man for years as they have been, it should not be a surprise that you are being cheated on. If you are, quote-unquote, dealing with a man, all right, and it's like this on-again, off-again thing, anything, first of all, anything that's on-again, off-again, you're being cheated on, period. I don't care what you think. I don't care what he says, what lies he gives you. You are being cheated on. You know how it is. Oh, we're together, then we break up. Men don't do that. That's not what we do. The only reason, understand this is very important, the only reason a man would be with a woman who he claims to love and then send her off into the wilderness, into the world, unaccounted for, unspoken for, and and just throw her to the wolves and say, okay, hey, look, I'm going to do me, you do you. That man does not give a damn about you. 
Not only that, but he is actively cheating on you. The only reason a man would break up with a woman who he's currently with is specifically to have sex with other women. Do you guys understand that? That's the only, there is no other reason. I don't care what excuse, what he told you, I'm telling you straight up, that's the reason. And if you choose to stay you, you, and, and you're having sex, it, uh, more power to you. But I get a, uh, a, a, an STD test, uh, uh, an AIDS test, because you are being cheated on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the real reason AIDS and HIV is being spread throughout the black community, because we're seeing these type of on-again, off-again situations. These dudes are out here going in and having sex with other women, not strapping up because they're so used to knocking you off raw. So they say, oh, the heck, I'm not going to start using condoms now. They go get their little jump off, smash her off. She's probably a hoe, so she's probably got some. He gets some, gives it to you, and then you're playing the STD game. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like a big waste of time. Nobody's talking about that, but that's what's going on. And all of that can be avoided by watching and looking out for the signs that show you, one, is he viewing you as his future wife? And and if the answer if the signs are not there, then that will tell you that he is cheating on you. Any last thoughts on that before we keep it moving off of D Wade and and, and Gabby? <laughs> uh, no, I mean I, I agree with everything you said. Like I said before, it's not anything that she does not already know. So good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you guys, a lot of you guys know this stuff. Like a lot of times, like so, Courtney does a great job online and on the show talking about, and even through private counseling, talking about the importance of respecting yourself and loving yourself and having the type of self-esteem that will prevent you from getting into and staying in bad situations. Okay? Oh, we're going in tonight, guys. We definitely are going in. I feel good tonight. You know, it's been a minute. And uh, real quick, I forgot to say earlier, shout out to everybody who tuned in to the last live show of 2013, which was supposed to be the Christmas show, which was crazy, the the pre-Christmas show, which I rebroadcasted, what was that, last night or the night before, uh, the, yeah, the, the night before actually, and uh, that was crazy, but then we came back unexpectedly and did a, a in my opinion, honestly, and this is just, you know, from a personal perspective, you know, one of the realest shows in our eight-year history, just dealing with the actual uh, seven principles of Kwanzaa, discussing the black community, what's going on, what's not going on, what needs to be going on. And um, I would just encourage everybody to to listen to that. It was not a... uh, you know, it's not going to be a huge ratings grabber. It's not, you know, but if you if you like realness, if you want to, if you love this show, you needed to hear that show about us. And when I say us, I mean us as a people, as a community, how far we've come, but how far we absolutely still have to go. All right, guys, what else can we get into tonight, Courtney? What's up with these dudes out here? We talk about the women a lot. Let's talk about some of these, these no good niggas. All right, let's do that. You know, one of the uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Corey? You, what's so funny about niggas? Is that a funny word to you? It's just funny when you say it because you say it with so much passion. Like I can't stand that. It's just funny, right? Because I hate niggas. I, I have. I, I almost. I know that's a strong word, but I really do. My wife will tell you. I just have a strong. You think I was racist, man? I have a, such a strong hatred for ignorance. 
And and that, that to me, and if you guys, I rebroadcasted one day last week when we were doing the best of shows, the uh, our special uh, on the N word. I don't know why people call it oh the N word. No, don't call it the N word. Call it what it is, niggers. You know, ignorant blacks, black people who need to be put back in slavery, who need to be put in some chains. You know, the worst possible people. I'm not talking about positive, upstanding black men. I'm talking about niggers, ignorance, criminals. Hood rats, hoodlums, you know, murderers, drug dealers, rapists, uh, you know what I'm saying? Those guys, the guys who just don't care about anything, you know. And, um, you know, we did a, several classic shows regarding those. We talked about how to avoid dealing with low-down, dirty bastards. Shout out to everyone who tuned into that show. A lot of people around the world tuned in and, and uh, reached out and said thank you for doing that show. If you missed our special on our Thanksgiving special on how to avoid dealing with a jive turkey, another great show um, specifically designed to empower women uh, and, and not deal with certain types of men going into 2014. Um, you know, we just have to cut the ties, man. You know, we gotta, you know, as they say, break those chains and and really encourage um, greatness. You know, there's no reason, there's no reason in the world to settle for less than you want to deserve. You know, niggas, ignorance, players, they are very easy to spot, very easy to recognize if you know what to look for. In fact, the, the, the number one way is right here, and I posted this online earlier uh, in the day, and this will probably be included in the in the book, in the 300, uh, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. And I will have this, will be one of those things that's co-signed by Jesus Christ himself in the Word. And it says, beware. Okay, beware of self-proclaimed successful professional quote unquote I put this in quotes spiritual men who are too cool to praise Jesus Christ. I said that dealing with those types of men will never yield a positive result. And that's what we have to look at, ladies. I mean, Courtney, you ever run into some of these dudes who are just too cool? Most women will say, oh, yeah, that's what I look for. The the the, the real uh, suave and debonair always has a fresh cut, looks nice in a suit, you know, works at some type of bank or, you know, engineer or some type of, you know, good job. And, you know, uh, is that, that guy makes a good salary, has a house, a nice car, you know, has the swag, as they say. But one thing that they don't have is that relationship with Jesus Christ. You ever run into those types of dudes? Yeah, I used to be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the, what yep. is the appeal of those men? It, honestly, it was just um, from a physical standpoint. I mean, there was one thing that, you know, he made a lot of money, had a nice career, so I was just thinking, you know, if I got involved with him, you know, he would be able to provide for me like my father couldn't, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, just the, the swag, just he, he always dressed nice. And I was just looking at things from a physical standpoint, and then that translated into, you know, sexually and into lusting after him. And so when lust takes over, that's the devil all day. So, you know, that it's impossible, you know, when you're consumed by lust to look at things from a spiritual standpoint and from a divine viewpoint. You getting it in the night, uh, Courtney? That's you, what you, you said. When you're consumed with lust, it's impossible to look at things from a spiritual or divine viewpoint. Write that down and put that on Facebook. And that I mean that's 
That sounds like something I would say. You know what I mean? That's as real as it gets right there. I mean, I'm serious. I really want to see that on Facebook because people need to see that. I'll post it and put, you know, from Courtney Hollins because that that is is the number one reason why both men and women find themselves in in situations that are not becoming, you know, and and you have, you know, you have the type of situations that lead to uh, elongated uh, periods of being strung along and unhappiness and resentment and bitterness, and it all could be avoided by by steering clear of lust, you know, and it's, it's not that hard to recognize. We're talking about these losers out here. There's some, I, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but I see them every day. And this is no disrespect to anybody, but y'all know I keep it real. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you, you you can only be but so cool. I don't care what kind of profile pic you think you can put up that'll get 80 million likes. I don't care if you say something that gets 102 likes, you put up some type of picture. That, you know, that means you're, all that means is that you're loved by the word, or excuse me, the world. If you can put up a, a, a biblical scripture that changes the lives of not 150 people, but you get 10 likes from 10 people who who's lot, who was actually genuinely blessed by that, that's better than having 300 thumbs up about some BS. Anybody can come up with something that will get you a million thumbs up. Who cares about a thumbs up? Go scroll down my page. You think I care about getting thumbs up? I don't care about getting thumbs up. I get excited when I see the word of God. I get excited when I he, when I see Courtney post or, or or somebody else post, Lewis post or or Aaron post and, or uh, any Henry post. I steal those posts, those quotes from from the Bible, and I post them because I get excited. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. It's not about who who co-signs it. Just scroll down my page. I mean, it might be what four people, five people. I post a scripture. It, those are, I, I only post. I mean, all scripture is good, but I only post to me the, the the scriptures that that speak to me and that I know for a fact will speak to the the masses. You understand that? It does, so you know, it's not about being loved by the world. I have millions of people who see. I post something about Beyonce. That one Beyonce post I put up went viral, seen by over a million people. So that just goes to show you, if I post a scripture, you you know you figure it's, it's at the very minimum thousands of people are seeing it, and if it only gets four thumbs up, what does that tell you about how it affected those people, Courtney? I it affected them. It did a lot. Right. People are very yeah. reluctant to give the thumbs up to things that affect them internally. They'll give a thumb up about something that makes them feel good. But if you speak to some, if you say something that speaks to uh, them and, and the need for self-reflection, you're not going to get a million thumbs up. You know, I mean, the Eagles game was on. I mean, somebody might say something, get a million thumbs up about an Eagles game. Forget it, Eagles. I mean, that's all well and good. But say something that, that you know what I'm saying, that could, that could help somebody, somebody's life be changed. That's that's the crazy thing about it. But so, yeah, so I'm, what I'm, I guess my overall point with this is, ladies, just be aware of that. I don't care what he brings to the table. He's a loser. These men are losers out here. I don't care how the most successful man is a loser, a clown, if he's too cool to give praise to Jesus Christ. That's And I don't care who I'm talking to. Right now, you understand that 
anyone who's afraid of the uh, just to say, you know, hey, look, wow, I love Jesus Christ. They're losers. Why are they losers? Not because they're they're not good people. Because the funny thing is, ironically, there are a lot of good people who spend eternity in hell for the sole purpose of not of being too cool to praise God publicly. And that's unfortunate. I see them every day. I'm cool with many of them. I'll be cool with you. You know what I mean? But I ain't going to hell with you, right? I mean, I'm just saying. You know, all right, you know, I'll talk to you later. You know, I, I'm just, you know, you see them on your Facebook page too. Yeah, I see them on on my page, but more specifically, um the secular groups on Facebook, <clears throat> excuse me, I see that all the time. You know, those types of men that are just too cool. Um, they just don't want to post anything about Jesus Christ. And it's sad to see because I know a lot of times those people have been broken and something happened to them and they allowed that to take them away from Christ. It's like they blame God for whatever it is that happened to them. And I, I hate I hate to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I, the funny thing is I used to be one of those people. So I'm not, you know, coming down on anybody because I'm talking about myself back in the day. I was too cool. I was even too afraid to post. Uh, at for you know, I had a fear of how I would be perceived by the world. But I've come to realize that there's nothing that the world can do for me or do to me that God can't protect me from, and there's nothing that the world can give me that God can't give me, you know, twenty times more of. You know, I mean, people want to talk about things from a financial standpoint. I mean. You know, I mean, there's there's nothing that the world can do. I mean, God could bless me with, you know, make two, three thousand dollars in one week. That's that's you know, I'm not gonna. That's nothing but God right there. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me let me, you know, diss God because of the people in the world where where when I know that God has done things for me financially, spiritually, professionally, you know. So it's not even it's not even a question. And that's why I would just challenge everybody to do is really ask yourself, like, yo, what, what, what has anyone on your Facebook page done that would even warrant you putting God on the back burner for? I mean, seriously, just think about that for a quick second, you know. But anyway, so that's that. So we're talking about these losers out here, but <laughs> and I said I hate you know niggas, but I mean we can't talk about niggas, you know, without talking about hoes, right? I mean, is that okay? Can we do that tonight? It's the first day of 2012. Can we can we keep it a little bit honest, a little bit more honest than normal? Yeah, go right ahead. My thing is, and before we get up, before we get on the the women out here, I want to get, I want to, I meant to say something else about the fellas. You know, I see a lot of men in 2000. Uh, I saw a lot of men in 2013, and, and you know, really over the course of my life, just complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining about not being able to find a wife. You know, but the reality is, is that, you know, because I was one of those guys for a long time, but then I really had to uh, take a look and examine my, my behavior, right? I really had to take a look and be like, yo, what kind of life am I living? There was a, Let me just tell you guys about me back in the day. I don't want to put anybody on, but I'll tell you about me. I used to smash off women every night of the week, okay? You know, or really I shouldn't say every night of the week because that was never me, but really whenever I felt like it. Sometimes it was every night of the week, but more often it would be just kind of like once a week. Had a, you know, I, I was more selective, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I, throughout the week it was more so about avoiding these women, who, you know what I mean? But that's a whole other story. But my point is my life revolved around, in, in some capacity, 
just the search for for women, whether it was the search for a wife, whether it was just getting some you know some sex, and and that is that what you know going out to the club, you know playing that whole game, and you know that everyone who knows me personally, I mean you know that's what I did. I lived there was a period of my life where I partied like every night of the week. We were hitting up the Tuesday night spots, the Friday night spots, the Thursday night. You know, whatever, Saturday night, Sunday night, reggae, you know, downtown Philly. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it was, I mean, literally, we were, we were out, like, every week. You know, ironically, and every everybody that I went out with would tell you that, you would think, you're like, wow, you guys were some hoes. You know, and, and, and there could, one one could make a case that that's, that was true. But, and I have no reason to lie to you guys at this point, or, you know, at this point in my life, the 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 reason for that. The goal of that, honestly, and this is with all sincerity, partying every night of the week, and everybody I went out with will tell you, was to find a wife. Somebody says, well, hold up, you know, why would you like be going to the club looking for a wife? Well, where else were you going to go at that time? If you're not really super into church, if you're not into God, and you're not living your life from a spiritual perspective, it's real great to say, oh, yeah, well, go to church. I mean, but really, I mean, nobody goes to church to find a wife when you're, not, when you're out there living a sinful lifestyle. Like Courtney said earlier, when your life is consumed with lust, you're not going to go to church to find a wife. You're going to go to what you know. So you're going to play the odds. You're going to go where the ratio leads you. You're going to go where you can be one of, you know, you know, the one guy in a ratio of, you know, to 13 women for every guy. So you're going to go to a club, you know, with 2,000 women. You're going to go where the, the radio says to go. You know what I mean? Where the party's going to be at. You know you're going to leave that place with with at least five numbers, five good numbers, quality numbers. You'll have some numbers that you'll throw out by the end of the night. You'll delete right out your phone before you even get to back to the crib. But there will be at least a good two, three quality numbers who in your mind you would hope were not hoes, who would not be like the rest of these women out here, but would in fact be that woman, ironically, that God would bless you with, even though you're doing it in an ungodly manner. You know what I mean? It was all one big joke. And anybody thinks that method of, uh, you know, if dating is, will be successful is crazy, but at the time it seemed it made sense. Have you ever can you, can you relate to that lifestyle, Courtney, just from a woman's standpoint? Yeah, because I went to the club for the same reasons. I, mm-hmm. I really did. I went, you know, every night looking for a husband. And I, I didn't want to admit that to myself. You know, I wanted to be in denial about it, but that was the real reason. You know, I took a little bit longer than usual to get ready. Uh, to go to the club, it was the reason that I would get a drink at the bar and linger there for an extra 10 minutes like I, you know, was waiting on somebody and I really wasn't. I was just hoping that somebody would come up and start talking to me. And so, you know, that was the reason I did those things because I was hoping, it was always hoped that at the end of the night, you know, maybe I'll be found by my husband and we'll live happily ever after. But that's not what happened. If I did attract somebody, it was always someone that wanted sex for me and someone that would call like 15 minutes after getting my number asking me, what am I doing? Right. Here's the thing. I mean, you know, and it's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate because we're the only two people out here, you know, who will really be keeping real with you, you know, from that perspective. You know, I, I would see the women lingering. I see the men lingering, these losers out there popping bottles, you know, nursing a one one Heineken all night long just because they're too cheap to spend another seven bucks. You know, say so, so I'm just gonna sip on this and just to just to try to look cool and have something in my hand. Freaking weirdos out, these losers, depressed in the club. You know, what, look standing around looking at each other. You know, 
just standing around miserable, you know, just knowing darn well that there's not that needle in a haystack. That's not the night. You spend all that money. You invested two, three hours of your life just to be at a situation that you're going to have to come to the conclusion by the end of the night and say, wow, this was an L, as we used to call it. Let's just take the L. Let's go back to the crib to sleep in an empty bed, you know, and in many cases cry ourselves to sleep. And I, You know what I'm saying? And I'm that clearly wasn't ever me, but I'm just saying, and I'm not even saying literally, but in many cases figuratively, some cases literally with some of these weirdos out here, but just, you know what I mean, going to bed depressed like that, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, there's a song, one of my favorite songs of all time, I got to download this one on my iPod now, I think about it, uh, Gerald Levert, you know, I might post that in the group after the show, I, he said, I'd give anything, you know, to, to fall in love. You know what I mean? Anything and everything. He says, I could find someone to hold me, right? But that wouldn't be enough. And he said he'd give anything to fall in love. That that song is crazy. What you know about that song? You don't know nothing about it. You're too young for that. Quote. You don't know nothing about it. Gerald LaVert. First of all, how do you know? I know music now. I do know music. I do know that song. All right. That's a classic song, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Like, but... It's like not only is it a, cl- a classic song, but women need to understand. We talk about, we give you a glimpse. There's so many songs out there. We did a whole show on Trey Songs is uh his classic song, uh, "Sex Ain't Better Than Love." If you're a newer listener, Google that in your spare time. Google one of the best shows I've ever done, uh, and one of the first shows that was done from a biblical perspective on this show. That was like during the period where we made that we were starting to make that transition. You know, and it was that we talked about just how men think about sex. Nobody cares about sex. Every man would trade sex. You know, we talked about how Trey Songs is, you know, really has become the ultimate sex symbol uh, in today's society. You know, women all over lusting. This is him. He, you know, could probably have any woman, have some of y'all probably, you know, being real with y'all. But he said straight up, like, I can get the sex. But he said, sex is not better than love. Joe Levert said, I'd give anything and everything to fall in love. How many men out here have to tell y'all that they're looking for wives? Okay? Nobody wants these, you know, the, it, somebody says, women will actually tell you. I've had women actually tell me, like, oh, you tripping, they don't these men. All, all they want is sex. No, 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 no. All they want you for is sex. Okay? It's not, it's not that they just want sex. That's just how they view you. They just don't view you as a wife. So if you don't view someone as a wife, what else is there to do with them other than have sex? Okay? So stay away from those men. Stay away from these men with no relationship with, with God, with Jesus Christ. And, you know, and, and be careful about these guys. You know, you date them, you have that first conversation like, oh, yeah, so, you know, do you go to church? Or, you know, what church you go to? And they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you already know it's going, it's going down here. Like, oh, oh, man. Like what you? Oh man, what you mean? I'm asking you about Jesus Christ. Like what you? Oh. They get stressed out when you ask them that question. You should just hang up the phone. Just hang up. <laughs> hang up right there in there. Don't even keep. Because a lot of women, they, they're so. Some women are so desperate. They will hear the grumbling. Oh, yeah. Oh, church. Don't even get me. So, oh, don't get you started. Click, click. But these women was are so desperate. They will hear that and will still stay on the phone. They will still be like, oh, oh, so what? I mean, but but, but you, they'll be like, no, I don't really go to church like that. I mean, I ain't really a Christian. And some of them be like, uh, 
but I mean, you you do you know you believe in God though, right? They be like, yeah, I believe in God. They be like, oh, okay, that's okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. No, okay, but that's a, that's all right. As long as you believe in God, like I just I you know I thought you was an atheist or something, you know, like what? He just told you that he doesn't go to church. He's not. He you know what I mean? He's not a Christian, but he believes in God. He's quote unquote spiritual. Spiritual. That's that is the biggest crock for some of these men out here, for some people out here. So I'm calling people out tonight. You know, trust me. You know, if you say you're spiritual, you're pro- you probably have no relationship with God whatsoever. And you're, like, oh, you're judging. I ain't judging nothing. I'm being real. Look at the people's life. Look at the fruits that they bear. And you will be able to tell if someone has a genuine relationship with God. Look through their Facebook timeline, and you'll be able to see if they have a genuine relationship with God, with Jesus, with Jesus Christ. So a lot of people out here that say God, but afraid to say Jesus Christ. No, call him what he is. Call him Jesus Christ. Don't just, oh, I mean, I, I believe in God. Like, okay, well, say Jesus Christ then. You know what I mean? I mean, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, or are you just spiritual? Because there's a big difference. There's going to be a lot of spiritual people spending eternity in hell specifically because they haven't accepted the one and only way to heaven, which is through Jesus Christ. I know we're stepping on some toes tonight, but this is 2014, which means we're one step closer to the resurrection. Now, I keep saying the right. Well, you know, I mean, really, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ is coming back and we'll, we'll rise again. You know what I'm saying? And, and when that day comes... It's a wrap. Any thoughts on that, Courtney? Right. I mean, that that's so true. It's so true. That's why we have to talk about, you know, these topics because it's, it's very, it's very real. Just like the example that you gave that I was laughing at, like that's so true, and that's something I've experienced myself. That's what's what I was that? laughing. Uh, what's that? Deal like ignoring that, you know, uh-huh. the. The men not really having that relationship. Yeah, the grumbling, like you said, like it's, that's really how it goes. And like, and just like many women out there, I would just accept that they say, "Yeah, I believe in God," even though that was clearly, you know, not true. But I would just use that as an excuse. Oh, okay, and then start talking about something else. The next thing you know, they want to talk about sex. Right, and then it, yeah, they change the subject real quick, <laughs> real quick. Y'all go from talking about church to be like, yeah, so, uh, yo, have you ever been sexually satisfied? Yo, let me tell y'all, man. We used to, yo, y'all think I'm wild? Y'all, and I think I've told this story before, maybe like one time. But back in college, like, I, yeah, I did some things. But there, I wasn't even one of the wildest dudes that I hung out with. There was this one dude who will remain nameless. But people know who he is who know me from college. And we hung out. We used to prank call women. All right, we would literally be bored. Like we would maybe go to a party and let's say I get a couple numbers, somebody else get a couple numbers, and we'd all just sit and sit around with with these numbers or on these sticky notes because back then there, you know nobody had cell phones all like that. This was like ninety six, ninety seven, and uh, so you would literally go to the party with a with a, a pen and a, a sticky pad, and that you know you already knew you were gonna come home with a good you know five six number, and, and so we would like sometimes we would forget who they were. And we'd be bored, and the dude, he'd be like, yeah, yo, let me let me see one of those numbers you're going to throw away. And I was like, all right, here, call this chick. He's like, yeah, I'm going to call her up. 
was like, he was like, yeah. So uh, hello, he was like, can I speak to uh, Michelle? And she like, no, nah, you got the wrong number. He was like, oh, wrong. Hey, you you sound kind of good. Hey, I was looking for Michelle, but what's your name? Tamika. Oh, oh, dang, Tamika, you sound extra nice. Hey, well, I apologize for prank calling you, but I mean for miss, <laughs> he'd be like for uh for for calling you by accident, but. Hey, do you you know? Are you spoken for? You got a man? No, I'm single, and this, that. literally not knowing who she was. Would you believe? By the end of that conversation, that that we would be on, he would have her on speakerphone. Literally, he would have her talking about sex, and in many cases, would actually have sex with that woman. By the end of that night, can you believe that? Oh wow, wow! This stuff happens. That's crazy. We would have those types of situations happen on the regular. These so so many women are literally hoes out here, man. And this is in college. These are now the women. These are the when I you figure I'm 35, 36. So you figure back in 96, we're talking about, you know, 18-year-old women, 19-year-old women or whatever, you know, who are now the the the, you know, single, successful, professional women complaining about not being able to find a man, but those same women back in college when they were 19 were getting smashed off after the frat party, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, coming to meet a man who called them by accident but was really on purpose. This, These are true stories. Teachers, lawyers, doctors, entrepreneurs that I see on Facebook every day were the victim of prank calls, and they would end up letting these dudes smash. With us hiding in the closet, watching them smash. On video camera, watching them smash. You think these stories are made up? This is real life out here, man. Say, well, you hid in the closet. You darn right I hid in the closet. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of stuff you do. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of stuff you do when you're 18. You think of I mean, that's nothing. That's nothing. Listen, I got stories... I, I have old pictures. Listen, I don't. My wife is listening. Let me leave these stories alone, man. Let's keep. Let's get back to Jesus Christ. Let's let's talk about something else, man. Y'all y'all try to get me in trouble. Like, I can't get in trouble. Y'all tra- you know, y'all crazy. No, but seriously, I, there are pictures floating around out there. Women butt naked, blindfolded. You know what I mean? Just blindfolded, breast out. You know what I mean? With 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 strangers, we talked about that whole playing the sleeper game. We talked about that on one of those keeping real friends. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm I say all that to say, you know, don't you know you got it all. It comes to a point where you have to respect yourself enough to to put your sexual desires aside, put your curiosity aside. That woman was curious about who this strange guy was who was calling her out the clear blue at three o'clock in the morning was. She was at the party. She wasn't ready to come home and just go to sleep. The toys in the bottom sock drawer were not sufficient. You understand that? So she, you know what I mean? And that's that's how it often happens. Some of the worst decisions made in today's society come specifically as a result of boredom. Boredom and loneliness and desperation. You know about that, Courtney. You know about the boredom, loneliness, and desperation. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. I just think about past mistakes. It did come from that. It came from a night sitting at the crib, not doing anything, and just calling somebody, you know, over. So I understand. Calling somebody over or accepting the text to to allow uh, to go over, 
get you guys know about that call. Y'all know how it is. Like uh, that that call that he makes on his drive from the crib where he's trying to figure out who who he's going to which direction he's going to go into. There've been times I've been on the freeway dr- drunk driving, you know, by the grace of God I made it home safely. Can't remember how I even got to my destination. You know, get to the club before 11 specifically for the the free drinks, the all you can drink, by, twisted by midnight. You know what I mean? Calling women up three o'clock in the morning. Yo, what's up? What's going on? You sleep? No. Hello. Like, what's up? What you? You sleep? I told you to wait up for me. I'm up. I'm up, Dad. Huh? What's up? I'm I'm coming over. All right. Okay. Well, you like, never mind. You sleep. You you sound like you sleep. No. I'm not sleep. They wake up real quick, and you say you're not coming over. They they wake up real quick. They're like, whoa, I'm up. I'm good. So I, I, I just lay the bottom lock, un, you know, unlock for you. Just, just let yourself in. These are with guys you just met, letting men come over at four o'clock in the morning that you don't even know. Talking about some, leave your door open. You, I'll leave the door unlocked just so you don't even have to get out the bed. These women would sleep naked. They would just put on the bathroom, talking about some, let yourself in. You get in the bed, they butt naked. Like, whoa, where your clothes at? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you know? Yeah, I mean, come on, ladies, keep it real. Y'all know y'all don't sleep naked just to, just to sleep naked. Y'all sleep, I mean, you know, most women will act like they do, but y'all don't really sleep naked. Y'all got on those the sweatpants, the head wrapped up. Yo, where's your scarf at? I, I don't know what your hair looks like normally. I know you wrap your hair up at night. Don't act like you don't wrap it up. You just didn't wrap it up because you know you're getting some sex tonight. Right? I mean, keep it real. Courtney, come on. Don't, don't, you know what I mean? You know what's up. You know, no, now some women, I've heard some feelings out here. I used, I'm used to dealing with type of women back in the day. You know what I'm saying? They didn't really have to wrap their hair up per se. I'm just like they just had that that grain of hair. It was just like it wasn't a, you know didn't need to be wrapped up. But if you know you you know you have that type of hair where you you know you need to wrap it up for it to do what it needs to do, you know then wrap your hair. Don't don't not wrap it up because you know you having company. Don't I mean, and even if you you know what I'm saying, but at least keep it real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't act like you're asleep. Don't don't act like you just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, Court. You know, you know, you've done that. Am I? Would I be? Would it be an incorrect statement to say you've never done that? Oh, uh, <laughs> I've done that. But let me tell you what I used to do. This was back when I was wearing weaves. I used to, um, you know, get those phone calls, and I'll say, you know, I would, you know, leave the door unlocked. But I would anticipate them coming over that night, anyways. And so I would flat iron my hair and everything and make sure the hair was perfectly done, and then lay in the bed with the hair perfectly done, even with a little bit of makeup on it, as if, you know, I looked like that every day. I was flawless, like ridiculous. Ridiculous is the word. We talked about that on the other night, talking about that the most. Honestly, I've heard a lot of songs. We talked about that Beyonce song, I think, what, a couple, couple live shows ago, talking about some, I'm flawless. I woke up like that. No, you didn't. Not only did you not wake up like that, you didn't go to bed like that. Like, you look ridiculous. Y'all be washing y'all faces. Y'all be take, wrapping the hair up. Some of y'all, you don't not only not wake up like that, you, you, look like to, you look totally different. And true beauty is a woman who is comfortable with her realness. In fact, I said online, what was it? I said, ladies, whoever told y'all that you have to be fake in order to be beautiful Lied to you I don't know if it was Beyonce I don't know if it was Little Kim 
I don't know who, you know, who it was or who it is, but, you know, FYI, just, you know, just so you know, the 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 most beautiful women of all time are known for being the the realest women of all time. Do you guys understand what I'm saying to you? It's the women who have the natural beauty. You think of and I'm just gonna throw some names out here, but you know, the Halle Berries of the world, you know, the timeless beauties, the Lena Horn. You know, look at Google Alina Horn from back in the day. Um, you know, Dorothy Dandridge. You understand that? Sally Richardson. These are like timeless beauties that will go down in history. You know, even Pam Greer from back in the day. You know, <clears throat> these it's like there's there's and it's any man will tell you that there's a serious serious shortage of the type of women that had that timeless beauty only mainly because in today's society <clears throat> so many people are are focusing on the fake aspect of things the Nicki Minaj the the Beyonce these are not women who will go down in history as being the the timeless beauties you understand that you know in, in fact I was talking to my wife uh yesterday we were watching uh Real Housewives of Hollywood And I owe those guys an apology, man I think I watched it, like, when it first came on I was like, yo, this show is stupid We gave up on it Yo, but that show is actually funny as crap, though I mean, I'm, of course, have you ever watched that? Like, you ever gave it a chance or no? It's hilarious Yes, I watched this whole season I was, like, crying laughing But the first season sucked I didn't like the first season Right, yeah, it was like a couple I, We got, like, one episode into it It was, like, horrible But, you know, yo, it's, like, funny as crap But that being said you know what I'm saying? Have you noticed that the number of times they they'd be throwing up the you know throwing up the sign like it's like on an abnormal level like everybody does it like multiple times throughout the show. I mean, do you, have you ever caught them? Yeah. Mhm. Like blatantly, like Boris, Kevin Hart, uh, the lawyer chick does it literally every single show. It's like ridiculous, but that you know that is what it is. We'll, you know, we'll come back to those guys, and we got a lot to talk about with you know with that is in 2014 as far as you know just the the direction that this world is going in as far as spiritual warfare. We'll definitely. I mean, that's we're gonna just gonna take it to a whole other level, man. We only got a, a short amount of time you know left. You know what I mean before you know the end of the world. So I mean, we might we got to get it in. We're just we're seeing stuff on an all time uh, all time crazy level. But yeah, so just 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 in 2014, let's just focus on natural beauty. I don't care if you look if you're as bald as I mean, you know, whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like just rock with what you got. Like the the you're the most you'll look 10 times better. You know, with a sh- rocking a short haircut or whatever your natural hair looks like done than you would with a long crazy weave or some type of wig. Just I'm just and I don't even want to dwell on it. I don't even want to beat a dead horse, but just for just everybody listen, just understand that I'm a man. We talk about this stuff. Nobody wants to wake up to that 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 wig every night, that that weave every night, man. Just or every morning, I should say. Okay, what else can we talk about, man? What else is going on out there? What's on your mind? What you want to talk about? What questions do you got? I can't think of any at this point. I know what I want to talk about. Oh no, we'll talk. 
somebody posted in the group uh, about Tyler Perry. He was he was on um, Arsenio Hall talking about he wants to have a uh, a child. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, talking about he and I've watched him. I have followed him over the years and and always watched him dodging the questions about about being a a, 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 a husband. And having a wife and relationships, and I mean, just I mean, come on, 2014 is it, guys? I mean, 2014 is the year to come out the closet for all you you you, you guys out there. I mean, just come out the closet. I have more respect for people who come out the closet than these guys who are just living life, uh, living a lie. You know, I mean, seriously, just come out the closet. Just be honest with yourself. Tyler Perry exhibits. I mean, there's, there's I mean, if you looked up a man on the DL, <clears throat> and like in the dictionary. His face would be literally like right there, okay. I mean, like plastered. I mean, I mean, there's, there's no, there's like everything, like from from the femininity to you know just being like fifty and, and, and single, you know, and uh, I mean clearly dressing like a woman. I mean, just you know, just being Medea. I mean, that in and of itself, you know what I mean. Um, but so many different things. Just the you know wanting to be a father, but out wanting a wife. I don't know any man. I do not know a man on the planet. I've never met a heterosexual man who wants to be a father without being a husband. I've never met a man like in my 36 years of life, I've never experienced that ever. Period. I'm telling you all straight up, and I know a lot of men. Have are you familiar with that? Do you see that? Have you ever heard a grown man say, a straight man, heterosexual man say he wants to be a father without being a husband without Having that wife, have you ever seen that? I have not. No, not at all. Never, never seen that a day in my life. No, you, I tell you guys every day. All men are looking for wives, and I, I guess I need to add an addendum to that. All straight men are looking for wives, and you know, and then that's just what it is. You know, people will say, "Well, how do you know?" You know, I I know, and I'm gonna speak about. It. I'm not afraid of anybody, and I'm not afraid of Tyler Perry. I don't care about the backlash. You guys know me. I speak my mind. Tyler Perry is a gay man. Period. You don't like it, you don't like it, but it is what it is. That's a, that's just what it is. And I promise you, before it's all said and done, he will be out the closet. I guarantee it. I I, I cannot wait for the day. I've had knockdown and drag out debates with people. Why does it matter? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean it's not true either. And it doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it. And so that's you know that's just what it is. Um, you know, and we you know we we've, we've been known for over the years offending some people. But see, I think that that's okay as well. You know what I mean? Like you, I think that that we live in a society where we where too many people, too many grown men are afraid, you know, they tell these women, I said uh, men, men who lust after women on Facebook are clowns. You got these grown men telling women how beautiful they are and how sexy they are, like on Facebook. And I'm like, yo, you're, you're, you're like, a, you're a loser. Ladies, go on your Facebook, and I, so many of y'all have it, go on your pages. The best men do not do that. Go on Lewis's page. Go on Marv's page. Go on my page. Go on Oshel's page. You understand that? Some of the men, go on Virgil's page. Rest in peace. Go on some of the best men's pages. You know, you will never see 
you know, those types of men commenting and lusting after and sweating and blowing the heads up of these average women's heads up just because they decided they want to show a little cleavage in a picture. Oh, oh, you look so sexy. Oh, what you, who you doing all that for? You should let me know. Those are the worst possible men. Understand that, ladies. Stay away from those types of men at all costs. They're all about sex. They have recognized you and targeted you specifically because they recognize you to have low self-esteem for putting the picture up there in the first place. They see that. As a result, they've targeted you. So they feel like, hmm, her self-esteem is obviously so low that she has to seek attention on Facebook. I'm going to capitalize off of that by giving her what she wants. I'm going to give her the attention that she's seeking, and as a result, she will reward me with that. If this was 2007, we, you know what I mean? We, you know, we would we'd be talking about it in a much different way. But you guys know what it is. We will, you will reward us with the sex, all right, as a result of us blowing your head up, raising the self-esteem. So the way that you get around that, the way that you avoid being targeted for sex in 2014 is by not setting the trap. You don't if you don't set the, the the you know you don't sprinkle breadcrumbs behind your stove well you're not going to attract mice. You know don't be complain don't complain about attracting dogs if you got a steak right at your doorstep. Well those dogs are all going to come circling. You know and they're all they're just going to want to hit it from the back one good time and then keep it moving just like dogs do. Don't be mad when I mean think about it. That's what actual dogs do to bitches, female dogs. If you act like a bitch, which is a whole other conversation, if you have an attitude, you should be as a, uh, you should expect to be targeted for sex. I mean, I hate to, I hate to be real about it, that real about it, but a lot of women they don't understand. They not making excuses for the men, but a lot of women genuinely don't understand the reason why they're targeted for sex. A lot of women have an emotional wall up, they have an emotional guard up, they have an attitude, they are stuck up. They are, you know, they do have that bitchy attitude. And it's like, I don't want to be bothered. That specifically is because you've been hurt in the past and will specifically cause men to target you for sex. You say, well, well they don't, I don't dress like a hoe. I don't act like a hoe. I'm not like those women you talk about on the show. Well, you don't have to be. You have an emotional wall up. You have a guard up, and it, which is really, honestly, even worse than dressing like a hoe. Having an attitude will cause you to be targeted for sex more than actually dressing like a hoe. How about that, Courtney? That's so true. And it just made me think about how a lot of times we as women will, like you say, um, mistake lust for genuine interest. So a lot of times when those women get the comments on Facebook from those men, they're thinking that man wants a future with them. And, I mean, that's kind of true, but not future in what you, you know, we would like to think. Not future as in a relationship, but future as in I want to have sex with you in the future. And that's really all it is. I mean, the same thing translates to in-person interaction, like face-to-face interactions. When those men are targeting you for sex and they're giving you that lustful look, you know, a lot of times we'll look at it and say, oh, that's the love at first sight look. He's in love with me. It's crazy how we can really think that and we'll fall into that trap and then, be mad once we realize after it's all said and done that we were just being used. 
Right, absolutely. And I just want to tell you all again, I'm so excited about this new book, man. Like, and I, I'll be honest with you. You didn't hear me talking about it because I wasn't excited about it. I was, I wouldn't say, you know, I was just focusing on other things and, you know, building the business and counseling and changing lives through the show and different things. But, I, you know, God just he kind of gave me that kick in the butt. I was like, yo, you need to get this out there because this is going to change the world. And everything that we talk about, literally, you know, is going to be in the book specifically backed up with the Word of God and there's, I mean, which just solidifies everything. It will solidify my legacy. It will be the definitive, you know, book of this generation that will point to exactly what needs to be done for a truly virtuous woman of God to be found by the best possible man. It will be the blueprint, you know. It will be the blueprint specifically on how to live the life that you want to lead. And, again, the title says it all, How to Win the Heart. A lot of women say, well, you know, men are men are not emotional beings. They close off their heart. No, that's a lie. That's a, that's a complete lie. Men are very emotional beings, very emotional. The only difference is it, it's special woman to bring out those emotions. You understand? That's, that's how that goes. It takes a special woman to, to, to make us feel comfortable lowering that wall to let you in. But once you do that, once you show yourself to be worthy, oh, absolutely, you'll get, you'll get everything. You'll get the emotional side. You'll get, you know, the laughter. You'll get the tears. You'll get, you'll get everything that man has to offer, you know. But, the, but again, it does take a special woman, and this book will provide the, the means and the information and the knowledge on how to, how to be that woman in 365 days or less. How would you like to get a ring in 365 days or less, Courtney? Oh, that'd be real nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Absolutely, man. I believe you're on the way to getting it, man. You, I mean, that's that's what it is, man. Like that, so many women, you know, are on the way. So, so uh, that being said, even more women are just treading water. They ain't on the way nowhere. They call themselves waiting. I'm waiting on God. Well, God ain't never coming. That ring ain't never coming. Why? Because there are certain things that you are not doing. You can wait on God all you want, but if you're not doing the the things necessary for God to bless you, if you don't fit to a T the type of wife described in Proverbs 31, then you can wait on God all you want, but he ain't coming. Now, he will come, the Bible specifically says, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart, but you ain't delighting yourself in the Lord. And that's not for me to tell you, that's for you to tell yourselves. That's for you to look in the mirror and self-reflect on and be honest. Like, yo, do you delight yourself in the Lord, or do you delight yourself in in, in sex? Do you delight yourself in love and hip-hop? Do you delight yourself in worldly things? Do you delight yourself in the club and the toys in the bottom sock drawer? Or do you, in fact, delight yourself in the Lord? If the answer to that question is no, and only you know the answer to that, that right there 100% answers the question of why you haven't been found uh, thus far or are, or are not on your way to being found. So, And, again, I say all the time, we just ended, and I, we got so many people, myself and Courtney, uh, who took advantage of the holiday special where we were literally giving one full month of uh of of counseling for free 
many people took advantage of that. So uh, shout out to you guys and congratulations on taking this the first step just to you know becoming that woman who you know who will be found and getting this personalized knowledge and information in regards to your life and your journey. Uh, that that special is over. You understand that, but uh, definitely still, you know, reach out. You know, we still are doing the free emotional availability assessment. Reach out, Courtney at trctoday.com, Daydon at trctoday.com, or eight five five fifty five Daydon. And uh, you know, and just just you know, at some point you have to make a, a decision that you want better for your life. Y'all want to do some advice questions? This is advice. Hour on the Data on Talbert show. We're really not going to be here, uh, you know, too long tonight. I just want to talk to y'all a little bit because, like I said, I, I honestly do want to come back tomorrow. But I did want to get some of these topics out the way. Y'all, y'all got me one to talk about Beyonce, man. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? I, some people have asked me to do a whole show. I said I don't really feel like doing a whole show, you know. But <clears throat> they, some, people, some people say, well, she deserves her whole uh, her own show, like you did on Bow Down, like you did on 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 how. Uh, you know, various celebrities have sold their souls, and these are classic shows. And I, I thought about it. I, I'll say this: some people. I mean, there was a huge debate on uh, on this this new song. What is it? Drunken Love. I guess we could talk about it real quick. I don't even have too much to say about it, other than what I already said about it. Um, are you, did you see the video, Courtney? Oh yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I bet you did. You know what I mean? I bet you did. What you think about it? Wait a minute, what is that supposed to mean? Oh, I don't know, nothing, I'm tripping. What what did you think about it? I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. It was just like, she looked ridiculous. She looked like she was twerking a little bit. It was just, she, um, I didn't like the way that she was dressed. And it was a couple of scenes where I saw, like, Sasha Fierce, that look in her eye kind of scared me a couple times in the video. I just, it was some moments that honestly scared me. And other people are, you know, are, you know that are fans, what they call them stands. they're just like, oh, this is the best video ever, and you shouldn't talk about her because she's grown and talking about this, about what she's doing with her husband. But my thing about it is she's been singing these lyrics even prior to being married, so what's your point now? <clears throat> I mean, on so many levels. This this is really all I'll say about it. I mean, I really. I mean, the 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 video. I mean, I'm used to that from Beyonce, and you guys should be too. Beyonce is the epitome of a hoe, the epitome of a lack of a respectable woman. But that is nothing new. That did not just happen in 2013. She's she's been that, you know, over the years. What I was more uh, passionate about, though, is the blasphemy aspect of things. God revealed a, a couple of things. It's funny. I was working on the book. You know, I was posting, I mean, I was incorporating uh, incorporating certain, one particular piece of advice into into the book, and I was searching for the corresponding uh, scriptures to, to go with it, just, just doing some research, uh, creating this masterpiece that I feel like I'm working on. And God showed me something, <clears throat> which, I, which is a, a, a scripture that I had seen before um, in, in another context, but... I was like, why? It, just because I know how she does it. Like the whole bow down is exactly what Satan talked to, you know, said to Jesus when he offered him the world. He said, you know, bow down, basically disrespecting him, really calling Jesus a bitch. Like, you look, you just, I give you everything, but you become my little whore, you know, my little, you know, punk. I'm a punk you. You just, you know, call me God and, you know, submit to me. I give you the world. Jesus said, no, nah, homie, I'm not having that. I am God. And so, you know. 
pretty much that was that. But that was how he dis- disrespect tried to disrespect Jesus Christ when he was out there, you know, dealing with the temptation. And uh, that's the same thing that Beyonce was doing with the whole bow down. We did a whole show dissecting it. She, she and Jay-Z and many other celebrities, th- that's what they're passionate about. You have to really pray for discernment to be able to see it. It's very subtle. It's very, many of the things are very uh, subliminal and hidden, uh, and it really, really even hidden in plain sight. But it's, nothing is really as it seems with these guys. Everything that, that Jay-Z does and Beyonce does and, and, and many other celebrities, not just those two, it is literally extremely blasphemous for the sole purpose of the fact that they do practice Satanism. You understand that? And as do many celebrities and entertainers. That Satanism is alive and well in the entertainment industry, as we all should know by now. But and so, if you don't know the, the you know the whole basis of Satanism is to make a mockery of Christianity to be blasphemous. That's what Satanism consists of. So you can't be a Satanist if you aren't passionate about making a mockery of the word of Christ. And that's what she's doing here. That's what she do with Bow Down. That's what you know Jay-Z does in all his music. Countless examples are, are out there. Beyonce, just, she did it with the whole you know uh, other song. And this whole intoxicated, uh, intoxication type of thing, drunk in love, you know, and I posted the scripture that corresponds to that, you know, and she's, the whole video is blasphemous, but it says in Proverbs five eighteen and 19, let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. And be intoxicated always in her love. Okay? Now, it's, I mean, I shouldn't, I feel like even stupid saying this, but clearly, I mean, if you know anything about these people, that is not a coincidence. That was a specific attempt to take something that is meant to be beautiful between a husband and and wife, you know, and, and epitomize what true love is. And, and loving your wife and respecting your wife, it was meant to. That's why the whole first part of the video is her prancing around. I could see, honestly, I might even be able to see it. I probably wouldn't have even said anything um, and exp- and discussed it the way we're discussing it now had it been a different type of video. But because I knew them, I was like, you know what, let me just watch the video. Let me see. Because if it would have been them frolicking on the beach, even together, you know, or or you know, just loving each other, you know, holding each other, you know, cuddling with each other, then I've been like, okay, whatever, that's a cool little, you know, whatever. I mean, although I probably, you know what I'm saying, nothing's cool about them, but you guys get my point. It would not have necessarily been blasphemous. But with the way they made it, they in- incorporated the blasphemy into it was by putting her out there, having a song that's taken from something that's supposed to be genuine and, and exclusive between a husband and a wife, and you have... You put yourself on display for the world, for men of the world, specifically to lust after you. The Bible says when you lust after, a, you know, a woman, you've already committed adultery. You know God hates adultery, so she's literally putting herself on display. Jay-Z doesn't come into the video until three-quarters of the way through. So what she's doing is basically, like Courtney said, twerking and, you know, popping her, her, her booty and her breasts are all out. She's touching herself, you know, groping herself and different things. All of those things is is the opposite of what Proverbs 
5.18 is discussing. You're not supposed to be putting your wife on display for other men to lust after. This is talking about a husband loving his wife and appreciating her breasts, appreciating her beauty, her body, privately, not on display for 200 million people to see on YouTube. I hope you guys understand how that's a direct attempt to make a mockery it's not a coincidence that the word specifically says intoxicated, and the title of this song is Drunken Love. I mean, I, I mean, and, and I would just encourage everyone to pray for discernment, because that's my issue. I don't give a, a, a crap what Beyonce does, but when the only reason, because there's so many people out here who, who are hoes, and you don't hear me speaking about so many other women who conduct themselves in a strictly hoish manner, because that's their business. But then when you become passionate about being blasphemous against the word of Jesus Christ, that's what gets my blood going. That's what gets me born. That's why when I become passionate about speaking out against it, as all Christians should be, as the word instructs us to be, is to speak out against evil, speak out against blasphemy, which is our, what we, is our duty, is our responsibility as Christians. And if you can't see it as blasphemy, there's something wrong, and I would really encourage you to seek out a closer relationship with God because when you have that relationship with God, he will bless you with the gift of discernment so that these things will be revealed to you. I didn't just say, God, you know, oh, yeah, you know, make the connection between bow down. I didn't just say, show me this, you know, this uh you know, connection between being intoxicated and drunken. And, you know what I'm saying? These are things that were shown to me specifically through discernment. You know what I mean? And it's crystal clear. You know what I mean? It's not even like a question. It's just like God literally showed it to me. It was like, yo, talk about this. Educate people on this, which is what I'm doing. And I specifically said on the post, when I posted it, I said specifically, followers of Beyonce slash the world slash Satan himself will come to her defense by debating this post, and followers of Jesus Christ will support it by giving it the thumbs up. I predicted the debate before I even put it up there, and you look on my Facebook page, you see. And to and I, I specifically made sure that was the last thing that people saw. There were which is which confirms the presence of the spirit of the Antichrist because you can see you you can like. When you see that, when you see something, like normally under normal circumstances, people will see that and be like, well, dang. It says specifically followers of Satan will defend something that's clearly not of God. Let me fall back. Let me chill. But we live in a society where people have become so bold, where the enemy has become so bold, that people will see that and still stand up for Satan even after seeing that. Which really, you know, honestly, two, three years ago, that would not have been the case. And I've even done that. I've even put that disclaimer out there in a similar way on different posts, and and it would be like no comments. Because people would see that and be like, whoa, I don't want to be labeled as a follower of Satan, so let me fall back on this. But if you look at some of these posts and these threads, people are literally saying, hey, I don't care about being labeled a follower of Satan. I'm going to go ahead and defend Beyonce anyway. That is nothing but the spirit of the Antichrist, and it takes a seriously sinful person, to st- men and women, to defend Satan in in that context. Any thoughts on that whole, I know you saw the debate, any thoughts on it, though? It was crazy. Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, much Satan has control just over 
this world and how he uses entertainers like Beyonce to do it. And people are really, you know, defending her like they know her personally. Like some people get so emotionally, like, wrapped up in Beyonce. You know, they're they're so passionate about Beyonce. Um, and it's, it's just so sad to see just the level of control because that could have been any other entertainer you could have said that about, and I don't think it would have had the same reaction. You know, it wouldn't have been so many people coming to the defense at all. probably wouldn't have been a lot of people commenting. But it's something about her and it's something about the level of control and mind control that she has that just has people hooked. Absolutely. There's, I mean, this stuff is so deep. It goes so deep. You know, there's, there's, that's what, that's how he goes. That's what the devil does. <clears throat> he takes people, you know, and not even the, I mean, devil, but you know, people in the industry who, who do subscribe to that way of thinking. They take the most talented people, and then they raise them up and they put, they elevate them, and they tempt them with fame, fortune, and 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 riches. Which is one of the reasons why you look at some of these, uh, these celebrities who really aren't that successful in the beginning of their careers. I mean, I could go literally down the line when they, you know, when they first come in, the next thing you know, Sierra, Rihanna, Kanye West, uh Young Jeezy. I mean, I mean, I could literally be here all day. You look at uh, even the new guy, uh Neo, uh, same type of thing. Uh, he hooked up with Jay-Z, all of a sudden became a, a superstar. There comes a point where where these people come into the industry, they have they have failure. All of Everyone I just named experienced failure in the beginning of their careers. Okay, understand that. The next thing you know, they hook up with the certain people, and then there is a satanic and demonic undertone to their music and the imagery that they put forth. J. Cole is an excellent example of that. First album, hooks up with Jay-Z. This dude has devil horns on his actual CD cover. You know what I mean? Fire and this and he's talking. You know what I mean? Like he sold more albums than Kanye West. This uh, His last album sold more. I mean, you see what I'm, you guys get where I'm going with this? Rihanna sold 16,000 copies of her first, had the number one song in the country, Ponder Replay. Sold 16,000 copies in her first week. And for those of you who don't know, that is a colossal failure. How do you have the number one song in the country and only sell 16,000 copies of your record? You don't. She was set up. She was set up for failure, and then they said, look, we'll give you a second chance, but you've got to sign on the dotted line. Next thing you know, Rihanna is the all-time leader and I think I think we talked about it a couple of years ago like as far as digital sales and digital media like as far as online downloads she's like the all-time leader has been downloaded and like digitally she's like the all-time highest seller some some crap like that I don't know but you know what I mean that's the price of fame so that's really all I wanted to say about it but the video I mean just from a you know a, a visual standpoint I mean we talk about it from a spiritual standpoint. I, mean, I really wanted to let y'all know that is not sexy. Okay, that's just that's not what sexiness is. And I'll be honest with you, Beyonce is. I mean, she's an attractive one. I'm not going to sit and say she's ugly, but I mean, she's not like gorgeous. She's not anything special. But what I will say is, when she first came out, and I have no problem telling y'all this, 
the cha- I remember when, in fact, I remember when she first came out, everybody was talking about her. And specifically, do you remember Courtney, the check up on it song and video when everything was in pink? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I am not going to lie to y'all. That is a sexy video. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being like, <clears throat> like she looked very attractive in that. N- not because of, you know, anything super sexy about her, but interestingly enough, because she was not showing off her body. Everything was pink. She was showing you a little bit of stuff, but it was, you know, it to me, and I'm saying this out of remembering it from years ago, so I'm, you know, forgive me if I watch it again and I make a fool out of myself by saying this. But as I remember the video from years ago, it was it was more one of her more tasteful videos. I remember she had on like this little pink sweater, and she was cool. Like it was just a sexy. It was more of a, a you know a sexiest sexy type of thing. You know, because I remember like the guys were like, oh my god, look at like that. That was new. She wasn't half naked. But then you look, you look at this, and it was just like she was just like a whore. I mean, seriously. I mean, the way she was moving, she was like a drunk whore. And what y'all have to realize is, I've seen women like that. You know, I've been to beach parties, I've been to pool parties, I've literally seen. I've been to strip clubs. I said online in the post, I said literally, I've seen butt naked strippers. And I, I wasn't just saying that. Like, I really mean that. I've seen women who were literally butt naked, dancing, walking around with more class than Beyonce showed in that video. I, I, I mean that with everything. I mean, and what you're saying, well, how could someone be... But exactly, that's my point. That's how much of a whore she looked like. I mean, touching herself. And, and, and I really hope that women look at that and will see... Like, wow, I see what he means. Like, that's not, no one would want to be with it. And I don't know if you guys saw, like, Jay-Z Blayton, that, that's, that was historic. That was historic because there's only a handful of times in history, that may, only one or two that I've ever caught. I have a, a Celebrity 666 folder of celebrities throwing it up, you know, countless celebrities, hundreds even, but only one that I've been able to find of Jay-Z. But there's a still shot that I posted in the group on the thread Literally of Jay Z throwing up the six 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 and Beyonce throwing up the the devil horns in the same shot, which is historic. Is that, that you you never see Beyonce or you do see Beyonce, but you know what I mean. You never you, it's rare that you see both of them doing it at the same time. If anyone thinks that that's a, thinks that that's a coincidence, I mean I don't I don't know what else like that that was the definitive moment right there that should let the world know what these people stand for. The two major signs. That symbolize an allegiance to Satan. They're both doing it in, at, you know, at the same exact time. I mean, should, is there any question at this point, Courtney? No, it's not. It's obvious. It really is. Right. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So that, I mean, that was that. You know, and I didn't really even want to spend too much time. I mean, I would just encourage, um, you know, all you guys to just, you know, continue to pray for uh, little Blue Ivy. Because aside from, you know, the effect that the lives that are being affected outside of, you know, in the entertainment industry and people who watch her, look up to her, idolize her even. I mean, you guys got to look at, aside from everything, that's that's somebody's mom dancing like that for the world to see. That's somebody's mom showing off her, her breasts and her ass and, 
just looking like a straight up whore, like a drunken whore. I mean, that's that's you know what I'm saying. Like, imagine my wife. What kind of man allows their wife to show off their goods like that for the world to see? I mean, like, sure. What kind of man does that? I mean, clearly, obviously, not a man of God, but just just what kind of man? Period. I remember one time, <laughs> funny thing is, we were all pissed off back in the day. We were little kids. We were at the movies. I remember this, uh, it was like me. Interestingly enough, shout out to Osho. He was there. We, we, he was in a different time in his life, as was I. It was like me, Osho, a couple other of my friends. We all went to the movies. And I remember we were like waiting for the, waiting to be able to go into the theater. And this dude and his wife, I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend or whatever, but she was just bad. She was like a straight up dime like looked a million times better than Beyonce and uh she had on some tights you know what I mean and it was funny because I guess he saw us and as they were walking into the theater I guess he already knew what it was and he knew what his woman had on he specifically walked in front of or you know put her in front of him so that we could not look at her you know and stare at her her backside as they walked into the theater you know what I mean? Like, he protected her in that way from us who were vultures. Not like saying we would disrespect him, but, you know what I'm saying? Not, that wasn't a question, but he just didn't even want us looking. You understand that, ladies? That's what real men do. We don't put our wives, we don't put our trophies, our queens, on display for the world to see. Jay-Z has pimped his wife out. Jay-Z is on a race to become a billionaire. He's pimped his wife out. He views her as a whore. Any man views her as a whore. All men view her as a whore. Nothing more than that. You know, you don't put your wife on display for other men to lust after her breast and, and her body and all that. You know what I mean? Like that's just you don't you don't do that as a man. You thought I mean have you looked I mean, did have you thought about that, Corey? wouldn't you want your man to, to protect you in that way? Yes, I would and, and he will. It's not gonna be that Type of situation, the Jay-Z and Beyonce, it's like he does put her on display. And that's, that's more of it. Actually, I don't know what's going on between them, but it seems like they are really all about, you know, business and, and making money together. And so it's like he, he wants to do whatever he can to, you know, put her out there in the limelight uh, to make more money. Yeah, and it's just... It's it's just really sad that so many young girls. That's why that's that's why I do this. I want you guys to be crystal clear about what I do and why I do it. I have a wife, I have a mother, and I have a daughter, and I have many women out there who are who I view as little sisters. You know what I mean? And women who are even young enough to be my daughters. You know what I mean? Which is even crazy to say, I guess I'm getting old, you know what I mean? But, like, it's my responsibility. It's really all of our responsibility. If these men out here don't have the balls to step up and do what real men need to do, we're supposed to protect our women. We're supposed to stand up for our women and steer them in the right direction. And when we see things that are pro- – like, if I'm walking in the house and I see a, a knife on the floor and I see, or I see a pen or I see anything that I think could be – Dangerous to my daughter. Well, I'm going to be a man, and I'm going to I'm going to pick it up off the floor. Uh, you know, I'm going to do what needs to be done to protect her because that's what fathers do. So, if you see things, if you see images that could be harmful to our community, real men step up and they deal with them. 
That's what you do when you see an injustice, when you see a potentially hazardous situation, you do your best to fix it. My father told me when I was a little boy, you protect your home or you die trying. He told me that. We had little, we had, listen guys, we've had, you know, uh, role plays and, and, and mock scenarios that were taught to me by my father, by my mother. How would you handle yourself in this situation? If a man broke into the house, what would you do? And I remember I got beat or punched in the chest or something because I think there was one scenario. I would, he would say, well, what would you do? And I, I froze or I didn't even know, like, what I would do. And he said, what you, punch, he, like, punched me. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you need to know. And from that, I bet you from that point on, I always knew what I would do in certain situations, which is why I carry myself the way that I do. You know what I'm saying? We were brought up the proper way. And I feel sorry for, for, for the, a lot of these guys who did not have fathers out there to teach them what to do, didn't have mothers to show them how young women should carry themselves. And that's one of the major problems in the black community is the separation of the black family, which is all, all part of the plan. But that being said, that doesn't change the fact that we still need to step up and fix, and do what we need to do. For, I don't care how you were raised. I don't care if you had a father or not. You still, there's, you can't be a hoe, period. You know what I mean? And, and we, it's our responsibility as men to protect the, the, our black women. And, if, and Jay-Z is a threat to our black women. Beyonce is a threat to our black women, period. You know what I mean? There, she's, and she's the number one most influential woman in the world. Jay-Z is the number one most influential man in the world, period. That's just what they are. That is undisputed. If, you know, and so we have to, you got to do what you got to do. That there will be opposition. And <laughs> anyone who knows me, I'm not afraid of a little opposition. And you shouldn't either. Right, Courtney? Right. All right. This is a battle. This is a war. You know what I mean, we got is a good is a forget black versus white. That's played out. That's 1960. The new battle, the most important battle, is the battle between good and evil. That's just what it is. Speaking of black and white, though, Trayvon Martin. There was a video. There was a big debate on my page. A lot of guys come out the woodwork to discuss Trayvon Martin. I posted a video that was posted in the group. I reposted it. That, you know, I don't, I'm not sure who the guy was or who, you know, produced the video, but it was a good video that caused me to do a little investigating about the Trayvon Martin case. And you guys, I don't want to get too deep into it because we did a whole, literally a whole three-hour show discussing the verdict and the case, and, you know, from a legal perspective. I'd encourage you all to check it out. But a lot of things, there were a lot of things put in that video or presented in the video that were not, uh, re- revealed by the mainstream media And so I would just encourage everybody It's on my page still You know, just check out the video It contained a lot of knowledge A lot of information About a lot of things that w- were were going on That just were not being presented um, In my opinion, as they should be um, I would encourage everybody To just do a little research On the new drug, Lean Because I was unfamiliar with that There is a drug out there uh, in, uh, That Evidently, a lot of kids are, are uh, not even kids, but just people in general, are are using, which is a mixture of <laughs> Arizona, 
watermelon flavored Arizona, you know, uh, that, that, you know, fruit punch or whatever, which is what Trayvon had, as well as Skittles and I believe cough syrup, which, which, which makes a very, uh, in many cases, deadly, uh, I shouldn't say deadly, but uh, toxic uh, concoction, you know what I mean, that has become known as lean, and it's very popular, and it was reported that that is what um, Trayvon was, not saying that that means anything in regards to the actual situation, but it's interesting nonetheless, and I think that, if anything, should have been reported and let people make their own, you know, come to their own conclusions, you know, as to the relevance of that in the trial and how things played out that night. So, and and I really, I didn't really, funny thing is I didn't post it really, in re, really about Trayvon per se, but it was more so just, <clears throat> excuse me, to be, I want to make people more aware of how the media manipulates the, the black community and the world as a whole based on what they want to do, based on their agenda. You know, there's a lot, unfortunately, there is, you know, the attempt by the media, by the government to to divide us as a people, to concoct these, 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 these situations and make them big media spectacles while they wage war, while they pass hidden laws, you know. And that was that was a direct attempt to do that, you know. And we and there was a reason why George Zimmerman was 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 you know villainized, you know, and and presented as a white man. This this whole thing was presented as a black on white case, which is absolutely ridiculous because these are two Hispanic or a Hispanic man and a black male. You know, I've never there's no situation that would ever cause, you know, or should cause. Hispanic on black crime of any manner to be considered racial because we're talking about two minority races. And so I think that we just need to uh, not fall for the trap that's often set by the media. You understand that, guys? And really think outside the box. And uh, yeah, and so that's that. I want to do a couple of advice questions. Um, you know, and you guys, if you have your own questions, definitely feel free to call in. But there were a couple of situations in the group. Now, I know people right now are even talking about, well, we'll talk about that one in a minute, but this whole pole dancing. I think it was uh, Tamika that posed the question about, uh, in fact, she says, uh, what the heck was it? She said, question for the men. How would you feel if you were single and a woman you met said she was taking a pole fitness class? And would you feel any different if you were married and your wife said, that she wanted to take the class. Courtney, as a woman, what are your thoughts on pole dancing? I know in the group you said that that's something you had thought about. Mm-hmm. Back freak. in the day, I thought, I, <laughs> I thought about it. Um, I, I was interested in taking that class, not thinking anything of it. thought it was, you know, something fun and sexy to do and something that sexy. will, you know, off, that's what I thought, yes sexy, and um, I thought it was something that fun that can help me burn calories, so, um, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So I wasn't looking at it from the perspective that you all were looking at it from, because, one, I'm not a man, but I get where you guys are coming from in regards to why you would, that would be a turnoff. Like, it makes perfect sense now, but I'll be honest, at first, I didn't even think of it. You know, as a big deal, I'm like, oh, it's just exercise. So. Yeah, it, it's is deep 
because um, a lot of, well, I'll say this, a lot of women in today's society, they do view it like you did. <clears throat> Many will say, oh, it's just exercise. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. We can burn some calories, have a little fun. It's sexy. But, you know, unfortunately, other women, <laughs> they know what they're doing. They want to be sexy. They're trying to be sexy. They want to be flirty. They want to be able to give that guy that they're dealing with, um, you know, a lap dance and have him be turned on. I mean, that's that's what, what really goes through the mind of, of, of many women, not all, but many women. And I think that that is, unfortunately, what keeps a lot of women single is because they just don't understand. They've, they've embraced the media's uh, propaganda that suggests that you have to be a, a, a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets in order to be found by a man. Now, that may be true for most men. You do have to be a freak in the sheets for most men. You know, you do have to be able to ride appropriately in the bed, you know, a, a good man. You do have to be able to back it up. Many men do want you to be able to twerk. You do have to be able to perform oral sex effectively and, and and some men will many men will be turned on by the tongue ring and the the nipple rings and <clears throat> the overly sexual nature many men that will show you attention because of that showing cleavage showing breasts will get the attention of a lot of men and cause them to attract you and target you for sex and you know and and do all types of things but the question is you know are you focusing on the world and what most men are doing or are you focusing on what elite men are doing, men of God are doing, the one in a thousand men that the word said that the word speaks about? Okay, that's what's most important. Okay, is what are the what are the best possible <clears throat> men doing? Because that's really what it all comes down to. Are you a, are you do you want to be? Because most men are hoes. Most men are the liars, dogs, the cheaters, and the players. Most men are bastards. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, so do you want to deal with those guys, or do you want to be found by the 10% that God speaks of? There's a scripture in the Bible that says, I searched all over and I was able to find one out of a thousand men that were true, but not one woman. That's a crazy verse. What's that verse? I got to find it. <clears throat> I include it in the book. That's how I came across it recently. Are you familiar with that? Well, he said, I found out one in a thousand men that were true, but not one woman of God. I remember that. I remember when you read it. <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. That's a crazy deep. verse right there. It's deep. You know, but that's what, that's that just kind of goes to show you. So, so many women are focused, and this is really where faith comes in, or lack thereof, I should say. A lot of women don't have faith to trust God, so they go with not trying to be found by the minority. They focus on what the media says the majority want. Yeah, the majority of men do want a freak. But then again, the majority of men are not marrying women. They're having sex with and stringing along and then ultimately breaking the hearts of women. That's what usually happens. The question is, do you want... Because the, the, the divorce rate in this country is, is you know, over 70%. used to be at one point like 50%, but now it's like, you know, it's a very small percentage of happily married couples, period. You look at the percentage of happily married successful black marriages, it's even, it's like a fraction of that. 
It's like five or six percent. You know what I mean? It's like crazy. So I mean, you can go with the majority if you want to, but you've got to be special. You've got to be different. I don't. I didn't marry my wife because she's a freak in the bed. I didn't marry my wife because she was on the beach. I was down on the beach. I'll post a picture of my honeymoon. We were on the beach. You know, being on the beach isn't a problem. But she, I can guarantee you she wouldn't be frolicking around like a whore like Beyonce. On, you know what I mean? You can have a good time with your wife, you know, and, and, and have, you know, have a great time, but not have her come off like a prostitute, a drunken whore. That's just, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. I mean, you know how it is, Courtney. There, were there times where back in the day you felt like that? What was that was what was sexy? What specifically? Just you know, being, being promiscuous a, and being a drunken whore. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of times, I I use that to you know boost my confidence that I didn't have. Felt like you know, at least if I could drink something, I can be looser and. You know, I could be more, um, you know, show more of my personality, not realizing how it really took away from my real personality. It made me, you know, come off as being just a freak and just someone that, I mean, would only want to target for sex. Right. <clears throat> I'm telling you all, I'm giving you all a blueprint. This show has been giving you all a blueprint for eight years. The new book dropping this summer how to win the heart of an elite man in 365 days or less will be the ultimate blueprint. I mean, you and no disrespect to anybody, but if you guys don't get this, there's something like wrong with you in the head. Like, you know, I mean, seriously, like this book is going to change the world and literally give you, I mean, there's no other word other than a blueprint on what to do to be found by the man that God has for you. Everything in there is specifically backed up by biblical scriptures, you know, and so it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I encourage you guys, get any book. Get any book in the history of books. And then get that book, and you tell me whose advice is better. You know what I mean? Which is, I mean, you don't even need to, because there's no such thing as better relationship advice than biblical relationship advice. The problem with it is most people don't give biblical relationship advice. That's why most people are single, because they follow, you know, non-biblical dating and relationship advice. You know, people like Steve Harvey, Dr. Ruth, Dr. Phil, all these weirdos out here, they're talking crazy because they're not following the word of God. That's it. That's You, know, you follow anybody that's, and I support anyone who gives advice from a biblical perspective. I don't care who it is. I will support you. If they're speaking from the word of God, I will support them. I'm not a hater. I'm far from a hater. I support anybody who supports Jesus Christ. But outside of that, I can't, you know, I don't have too much to say. Uh, what else? So that's the whole pole dancing. And so uh, the question was, though, would you, how would you feel? I wouldn't even, I wouldn't date somebody. That would be a turnoff. Marv mentioned uh, it would be a turnoff to him. Some other men, you know, we've talked about that in the past. It's just not, leave that stuff alone. You know, this is new, what is it, flirty, flirty fitness. I was messing with you about that the other day, Queen. What's up with you? You were into that? You, you like the commercial when it comes on, you dance around in your living room? <laughs> <laughs> the flirty girl fitness. Yeah, I did. I always wanted uh, to go. I was like, oh, that seems like a lot of fun because this one here um, in Chicago. And so, yeah. I was like in a Groupon and going with friends. This was like from a while back. But what that was heck? something that I wanted to do. Yeah. 
What, what, because you thought that it would, was it something that you that you felt would bring you a man? Yeah. That I mean that that was the reason back then. Now I just I just still want just to try it out. I always wanted just to you know see how it was. One of their classes now, as far as getting a membership, no. But um, just wanted to check it out. But before, yeah, I had my motives were wrong. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. But you know, I mean, it's all about deliverance. You know what I mean? It's all about deliverance. That's um. What else we got here, man? I want to do a couple more of these topics. What else were we talking about in the group lately? There was a lot of stuff going on. Shout out to uh, Randy. He posted something. He said, ladies, having multiple kids out of wedlock will make you a target for sex. I see it and hear it all the time. You know, and, and we talk about single moms. We talk about, you know, just single women in general. But he's right. He's He's absolutely right. I told you guys about the story from back in the day. The young woman who had like five kids was trying to get me to smash after her kids went to sleep. I'm like, what the heck? You big freak. And the funny thing is she was bad. Like she was very attractive. She looked like a Alicia Keys. I was just like, whoa, but, you know, very attractive. I was like, whoa, you, you're a little too fertile for me. I can't. I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> I got to put on two condoms for you. I'm like, let me, let me chill with that. So I didn't even... I didn't even try to, you know, deal with her. But, yeah, I mean, it was already set up and everything. So, but that is 100% the case. A lot of women will say, well, what does having kids have to do with sex? Well, unfortunately, the the women out here who do have the low self-esteem, who do have the, you know, the uh, insecurity associated with the media's perception of single moms that says you will not be, as desirable, you know, uh, as someone who doesn't have kids, which is a, a lie straight from the pits of hell. There's nothing wrong with single moms. There's nothing wrong with single moms. Would I date a single mom? No. But there's nothing wrong with single moms. I just, you know, some people like myself, you know, they just choose to, you know, enjoy that or want to look forward to, you know, sharing that experience for the first time with their wives. I mean, that was just something personal for me. You know, but as far as me saying, oh, is there something wrong with a single mom or are they less desirable than women? No, it's not about that at all. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with single with single moms. In fact, I know men who who have kids sometimes, in many cases, prefer dating a single mom so because they know that they can relate and would be, um, you know, acceptable of that lifestyle. You know, so there's nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, the devil has been talking to many women and telling them, oh, see, you have two kids by two different guys. You have three kids. You have, you know, this and that. So you you have to do things outside of just being you to get a guy to want to be with you. And in many cases, that lie is that you have to have sex with those men or you have to be freaky. That's why you see all these single moms on Facebook, one picture of them hugging their, their kid, next picture of them posing in a bikini. That is, I, I swear to God, man, I, I hate those types of women, man. And, and you know, I, I really am passionate about that because I know the effect that that has on these little girls. When little girls see their moms being hoes, that makes them want to be hoes. And these little girls who have hoes for moms grow up to be hoes in many cases. These little girls who have deadbeat dads grow up to not to hate men because they hate their dad. And when you hate men, you become overly sexualized. So 
it's all a, a you know that trickle down effect, and then the kids are the ones who who end up suffering. So, but yeah, that's a very accurate post by uh by Randy. Shout out to him. He be, he was wilding out over the Christmas holiday, but uh yeah, and <laughs> Randy's a wild dude. But what are your thoughts on that post though, Courtney? What do you like I when you? Th- when when you had your kids though was that was that a lie that the devil told you that you know what I mean <laughs> was that a problem really really what I don't have any kids anyways I don't have kids but I think his post does have some truth to it because um you know unfortunately I think for and and this is not for all single moms but a large majority of single moms do live a promiscuous lifestyle. And so because of that, it's like the good single moms that are out there that are, you know, really just great women, it's, you know, they're not given a a fair shot and a lot of times are being targeted for sex even though they're not hoes. You know, they may have gotten their life together, you know, just working on them and being the best mom that they can be. But um, I, I do think it's some truth because I think, men are looking at it like, okay, you have multiple kids by multiple men, you know, how many people are you sleeping with, like, what are your decision-making skills like, et cetera, et cetera. So that, I mean, that's the bad part about the the great moms out there that are actually doing great things. Yeah, which is is unfortunate. Um, Well, so that's that. Uh, Now, Marv Marv is a, a wild dude as well. He posed a question in the group as far as uh, what's a fun board game, and I just want to touch on that. You know, a lot of you know that's that is a very fun activity. You know, a lot of times we talk about here on the show. You know, what are some fun things? What are some non-sexual things that can be done? Um, you know, to have a good time and you know get a forget watching a movie and trying to get a massage just so you can smash and. You know, having that uncomfortable feeling. You know, whip out like my wife. I mentioned in the group, my wife and I. Uh, you know, one of our first dates, all it was was uh, was a game of Monopoly. You know what I mean? Like I got the got the, I was the car. She was something. It was like, you know, uh, you know, we just had a, a good fun time. You know, I, I attempted to cheat. You know, like I do, but it was fun. And I think that when you do stuff like that as opposed to other things, you know, you, you get you can actually get to know know someone. So shout out to Marv. That was a good idea and, and um you know hopefully things work out with whoever that was uh you know that was. Scruples, you know, definitely play that game. That's a classic. Are you familiar with Scruples? I've heard of it before. I think you mentioned it before on the show, but I've never played it. Yeah, Scruples is one of those games where you'll get to know someone. I think we were talking about that recently, actually. You kind of get to know how people think about certain situations, like random situations, and you get to know like what they would do and what they wouldn't do. And you're like, oh, oh, you would do that? Like, all right, let me let me stay away from you. Um, but yeah, that's de- definitely a fun game to play. Categories, taboo, Scrabble, um, you know. Shout out to everybody who plays words with friends. Hit me up on there if y'all want to lose. I'm uh, Jadon Tolbert. You know what I mean? Just if you want to lose at that. I'm, I started out, like, okay. Now I'm just, like, the best. So just, you know, hit me up. And it, it, Only if you want to lose. You know what I mean? And uh, that's just what it is. Now, a couple other things. I'm going to get up out of here, man. Um, 
the heck was it? It was that one. What else? Uh, another question was, um, what the heck was it, Corey? It was something else I wanted to talk about. Do you remember what it was we talked about earlier? Was no. It was another question. We talked about the board games. Somebody asked a question in the group of, um, is it possible that a man can act and pretend that he's an elite man specifically to run game on a on a woman? What are some warning signs? And I, I didn't even respond to that question. I literally just posted the links to the classic shows that we did. I think I posted like four links. The, obviously the two recent ones, How to Avoid Dealing with a No Good Dirty Bastard, the link for the Jive Turkey show. But then going back, one of the, the all-time classic shows uh, that we did was How to Avoid Dealing with a Non-Elite Man. And um, that was from me and Gerald when we were doing the show together. So I would just encourage everybody to listen to any of those shows because, you know, you know, I would just say if you're if a man is not targeting you to be a wife, he's targeting you for sex. And don't get caught up in the things that a man has that men have done, you know, to you in the past. Don't say, well, I dated guys who have done X, Y, and Z to me, and so he seems to be the opposite of those things, so he automatically is a great man. Now, don't do that. Just because somebody isn't a bastard like somebody else from your past doesn't mean there's anything special about him necessarily. It might just mean that he's just not a low-down, dirty bastard. And it doesn't mean that you should deal with everybody who doesn't have the qualities that your low down dirty bastard X brought to the table. All right. Any thoughts on that? Yes, that's so true. I like the question because I mean the answer is yes, you know, there are men out there that I don't even want to say come off as elite men. It's that they just come off as like you said, being different than what you experience, but it's nothing special about them. Like an example would be a guy that, and, and this is something like that's not even a big deal, but a lot of women will think is a big deal, but they meet a guy that, you know, listens to them and, you know, hangs on to their every word, and it's like all of a sudden you feel like, oh, you know, he's interested in me or, he, you know, he sees a future with me because he's listening to me. Well, he should be listening to you when you're speaking. So it's like what kind of guys were you dealing with before where this is a guy listening is a huge deal? So, I mean, it's things like that, or if a man opens the door for you, now you think he's the one. Right. We did a show, Courtney and I, um, maybe like November or something like that, on uh, chivalry. You know, is chivalry dead in 2013? We do a, a chivalry show uh, addressing the state of chivalry in the black community once a year. And uh, in, in this year's show, I mean, we talked about just what is chivalry. Most women think that a man opening a car door is a chivalrous act. That is not a chivalrous act. Oh, holding a door, oh, pulling out your chair, those things are not chivalrous acts. If you think that they are, that kind of shows the level of men that you've been dealing with. Chivalry takes it to a whole, whole nother level. So definitely check out the archives of the uh, chivalry show when you get some uh, time. I know what it was. One last thing that we'll talk about, then we'll wrap it up because I want to get out of here. And, um, you know what I mean, we'll, we'll save some stuff for uh, later on in the week. But was it was abortion. You know, I was really disturbed. I checked some of these statistics, you know, once a year. We did a show a couple years ago on, on abortion in the black community, and, and the statistics were really staggering. You know, they were really staggering. 
and uh, I would encourage you all just to listen to that show. But just from a from a, a spiritual standpoint, I was doing some uh, research for the book, and um, I came across a you know a scripture that spoke to um, you know just how God views innocence, innocent children, innocent people. And I said to I said to the ladies online the other day, I said keep this in mind when considering having an abortion. The, and this is what the word says in uh, Exodus twenty three seven. Keep far from a false charge, and do not kill the innocent and the righteous, for I will not acquit the wicked. And that's that's deep. That's a very deep, deep scripture because, you know, God is a very, you think of, when you think of God, you think of love, you think of forgiveness, you think of goodness, purity, but there are many, a lot of people, because they don't read the word, they don't really know how God feels about sin, and they assume that just because the the, the punishments that were exacted in the Old Testament you know, are no longer in effect today because Jesus Christ died for our sins. They think that they think that it's sweet, for lack of a better term. They think that they don't have to. They can just kind of get comfortable. They can relax. But what you have to realize when you hear that word "acquit," that basically means like like O.J. Simpson was acquitted. Okay, um, a lot of people, you know, if you go on trial, like George, of murder, he was on trial for murder. But he was acquitted. Okay, that means that he was on trial. He was being judged. So we all will be judged at one day. On judgment day, we will be judged. We will be on trial. There will be evidence against us, you know, and presented, you know, either in our favor or against us. And it says, if you are wicked, you will you will not be acquitted. You know what I'm saying? Like, as, basically, which means you will be found guilty. And if you are found guilty while you are in the process of being judged by God, people say, oh, only God can judge me, which is true. And you, exactly, and you will be judged by God based on your actions. And if you are wicked, then you will be judged accordingly. And so it speak this scripture speaks directly to people who kill the innocent. Clearly a little baby is innocent. Clearly that's a life. And so I would just encourage everyone to keep that in mind. Now if you've done it, you know, you've done it. You know, you're not going to be condemned, you know, if you ask for forgiveness. The problem is a lot of people aren't asking for not only are they not asking for forgiveness, but they're living the type of lifestyle where they use abortion as a form of contraception. You know, which is clearly not okay, you know, and I said, you know, I've said in the past, if 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 you made a mistake, you know, you know, I should say if your child made a mistake, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't kill them, you know, if, if you made a mistake, you wouldn't expect your, your parents to kill you, so why are you killing your child because you just, because you made a mistake, this is deep, you know, and I just wanted to touch on that because you know you you know you very rarely, if ever, hear anyone speak about abortion in the black community, at where where the statistics are astronomical. 
16 million abortions from black women since 1975. That's a lot. That's quadruple the amount of any other race. And there's something going on in the black community that needs to stop. And and we, like I said earlier, you know, I think we talked about this on the Kwanzaa show. You know, we are very um, behind other races in regards to how we view ourselves and how we treat ourselves and how we treat our children even. You know, know, there's a place where I usually go uh, sometimes on my way to the office to get breakfast. It's, It's run by a... Don't get me to lying, but I think they're a, a Vietnam. Or maybe, I think a um, uh, what the heck? I think they're from Taiwan, I believe. You know, some type of Asian family, but they're a very close knit family. They all run this store, this breakfast spot, and um, they're very friendly and they joke. And it's just, it's just great to see the mom, the dad, you know, uh, the the daughter, the brother. Looks like the two brothers in there. They just have a very close knit family, nice, great family business. Super friendly. The girl is extra friendly. The guy is, you know, he's cool and humble, and just it's just great to see. And it's unfortunate that those types of scenes, you know, those types of families are so rare, you know. And and a lot of times, you know, because that family structure is not in place, people are turning to abortion to avoid bringing new children into a similar, um, you know, life. And that's not always. That's not okay. Any thoughts on abortion, Courtney? Yeah, specifically in regards to those that use it as a form of contraception. I just, I I don't understand. Well, actually I do. I I was going to say that it just comes from just being self-absorbed because you have the option of, you know, having the baby and giving that baby up for adoption so that baby can have a life, have a great life, and be raised by two parents. And so in those situations where people are just using it, you know, just as a form of contraception, it's just like, oh, okay, I'll just get rid of this baby, I'll get rid of that baby. And a lot of times it's because they don't want to go through the pregnancy. A lot of times they're, oh, I don't want to gain weight, I don't want to do this. It's like they don't want to experience the consequences of their actions. It's all about living for now, and it's all about them. And unfortunately, these innocent babies are dying because of it and don't even have a chance. And that's sad to me. Right, and and, and I don't want I don't want it to be perceived like we're you know coming down on the women or blaming the women. Although I do blame the women when it comes to abortions, because at the end of the day, it is your body, and you have a choice to either have the baby or not have. So the ultimate decision does lie with you, but the responsibility as far as making the baby to begin with, definitely uh, that responsibility has to be shared with the man. And and unfortunately, a lot of the reasons for abortion is, is because the man does not want the baby. He doesn't want the woman, so he doesn't want the baby. And then the woman says, well, I don't want to be a single mom, and, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. But in many cases, I think that I, I think that I and I've known in many cases that if the man would step up and, and, they, and the woman felt like he would at least be supportive, even if it's just financially, I know a lot of abortions would not have happened had that been the case. And the Bible speaks to these 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 low down, dirty, deadbeat bastards uh, in regards to that, and it says, and we've talked about this scripture, but it says. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for
for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than a non-believer. Wow, that's crazy. That's like a crazy scripture right there. You know, anyone who doesn't provide, if you're a low-down, dirty bastard, if you're a deadbeat dad, you will be viewed as an atheist. You're worse than a Satanist. You're worse than a, a, a paganist, you know, a polygamist, you know, a polytheist. You know, that's people who believe in multiple gods, in case you didn't know. You know what I mean? But that's just, you know, that's how you will be viewed in God's eyes if you do not support your children. You know, but think about this, ladies. If if God views the men who actually, well, I can't even really say. I mean, it's funny. I'll say this. Clearly, this scripture could be applicable to men, but if you notice, it's not exclusive to men. Anyone who doesn't provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith faith and is worse than a non-believer. So this scripture can also be applied, unfortunately, to women who choose to take the easy way out by not supporting their children and instead deciding to kill their children. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, if that's... Either I mean, the, one. Right, it can apply to either one. So really, I mean, but I, I usually, you know, in counseling and just speaking, I tend to uh, more so apply this scripture to men in, in regards to being a deadbeat dad or, you know, not taking care of your family, but... You know, it's not exclusive to men, and, and I think it just goes to show that we all, men and women, need to really just start to put family first and take a more active role in our, in ourselves and the lives of our children and even children who are not our children. You know, go be a, a big brother or a big sister or adopt someone if you if you, if you have the opportunity. You know, I, I respect on, on some levels um, these, you know, obviously different people have different motives, but... You know, on many levels, I have respect for, you know, some of these celebrities who go out to other countries and rescue kids and adopt kids and love kids and provide a better life for kids who who otherwise would have spent their lives in poverty. You know what I mean? I mean, like, really, you look at Brad Pitt and Angelina, like, that's that's literally what they did. You look at uh, Tom Cruise, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, they have other issues, but... Just outside of that, they said, you know what, we have the means, we have the, you know, the resources to give someone a better life, so that's what we're going to do. I respect that. You know, something, and really the the problem with it is there are a lot of people who do have the means but don't have the desire to do that, you know. and they, I mean, they just don't care. I mean, everyone's adoption isn't for everybody, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can do it and if you can't do it or don't want to do it, at least care. That's all. I'm, at least care, because I'm not going to say I would go out and do it, but you know what I mean. At least do care and try to make life better for other people. You know what I mean. That's all. Any last thoughts, words of wisdom? We get ready to get up out of here tonight. I just wanted to say thanks. It's been another great night. I love when we do the shows on, um, you know, the unexpected days. You know, Sundays. Oh, it's always a pleasure. And so I, I just hope that you know this. Um, show I know it did You know t- touch someone You know because there's so many people out there That are going through You know the situations that we discuss Every night on the show so I just pray that you know it, it reached someone um, Today Right yeah, Absolutely and um, definitely I would encourage Everybody just to um, I-, I would say this You know 
don't always because I see you know I like to look at the ratings and see you know what people are listening to and what shows are more popular than others and some shows are more popular like this will be probably one of the more popular shows that a lot of people go back to and listen over and over again and listen to the archives and different things like that but don't there's no show that is about one specific topic. You know, I mean, just in 2000, in case you didn't, like, we've, look at just tonight's show. Like, someone may look at the the title of the archives and say, okay, this is what this is about, so I'm going to listen to this or I'm not going to listen to that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't do that with this show. We Every show literally contains, you know, the most valuable information possible. So I would just say if you if you are a, a listener and you do, you know, peruse the archives, you know, go back to that show that you probably said, oh, I won't listen to Go back and listen to that one because I promise you you missed something important that can has the potential to help you, you know, um, you know, better your life in some in some capacity. So uh, that's it, guys. We're out of here. I'm going to wrap it up. But thank you for listening. And, and if you do want some form of counseling and you, you are ready to, uh, you know, take that first step, we're definitely reach out. Uh, eight, uh, what is it? Um, Eight five five fifty five date on call the eight hundred number call toll free um email date on at t r c today dot com and uh definitely look out for in two thousand and fourteen this summer the new book my new book uh how to win the heart of an elite man in three hundred and sixty five days or less check that out but in the meantime, if you have not already order my uh you know your copy of my uh my other book uh the love we had which is uh you know pretty much everybody's favorite book at uh on Amazon and uh you know Kindle and all that good stuff right now. So Courtney again great show from you. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys and um we'll see y'all a little bit later on in the week. Peace. Little girl, don't be lost anymore. This girl.
Date on tour, motivate you, girl. Let date on be your motivation, child. Let date on tour, come and change your world. 